fellow geeks, and welcome to another episode of the Geek Broadcast, a podcast where three bras discuss anything and everything geeky. I am one of your hosts, Lauren, and with me, as always, on this geeky journey are two of my closest friends. First up, Christina. Good evening. Hello. What's going on, friend? Not a lot, Lauren. Not a lot. <laughs> and we have Katie. Hey, everyone. What's going on, Kate? Oh, you know, my voice is almost back to normal, so we're celebrating that. Yay! Small victories. Small victories. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) All right, guys. So we're going to have some fun today and talk about um, music, movies, and TV shows that kind of have a special place in our our hearts or bring back some good old memories. Um, Some of you might be aware that this month is uh, Mental Awareness Month, so... We want to bring some kind of maybe joy and, you know, bring up something that maybe will bring some good memories for you, whether it's your uh, music, your favorite TV show, your favorite movie. So that's what we three here are going to talk about today. So first up, we're going to go roundtable with music. Um, So for me personally, uh, grew up in the 90s, I think all... Alternative rock was huge back then, the grunge era, as I think us three can attest to. So, like, my music, my go-to stuff is probably, like, Pearl Jam, it's Stone Temple Pilots, it's Nirvana, and then maybe when you get closer to late 90s, like, Linkin Park, Limp Biscuit, like, that music always rang with me for some reason. Like, I could listen to Interstate Love Song by Some Type of Pilots all day, every day. I can listen to Better Man by Pearl Jam all day, every day. I can listen to Linkin Park all day, every day. Like, that music, for some reason, just brings back, I don't know if it's fond memories, but just puts me in, like, a good mood, which is kind of weird, right? Because, like, alternative rock sometimes is a little heavy. It's a little, like, depressing a little bit, but... You want to run around the room with it sometimes. Right, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Katie, right? So... <laughs> You know, it it's it's music that I think just reminds me of like growing up and listening to those songs just bring back like memories of, you know, buying CDs and hanging out with friends and all that stuff. But I honestly I think nineties and I'll ask both of you, I think nineties had the best music overall. Like it had everything. It had like rock and roll, alt rock, it had great rap, it had like the boy band era, it had everything in it, honestly. Christina, would you disagree with that or would you agree that 90s was the best? I love all music, but I am going to agree that the 90s, when I am in a certain mood, I will get on my satellite radio in my car and I will have 90s on 9 playing. And it is just, um, it just brings me back. It brings (laughs) me back. It it brings me back (laughs) to my teen years. and right. And makes me really happy. And I know every song. I know every word of every song that comes across that station. Isn't that funny that we, like, you can hear a song. Like, I can hear, like, any, like I said, like, any of those bands I mentioned. Like, I remember the lyrics to, like, all those songs. And, like, all the songs within those albums, too. Like, I just remember them because they were just, I don't know, music was different back then, I feel. Like, like music, you listen to, like, a whole CD. Not that you don't do that now, but, like. I don't know. It was just like something that you connected with was like the albums. It wasn't just like the singles, like whatever. It was like albums. It was like the music that was in the entire 
soundtrack. Like it was so, so good. Like, like I said, like I could listen to like all those albums still from like the nineties. And I think still resonates and they still, as the kids say, they're still bops and they still slap today. I have no idea what any of that means. But what I will say is the difference is, I think, is right now all our music is at our fingertips, right? We all have it all on our phones. We have have all those things. And back then when you had, you know, less than $20 that you made working at the ice cream shop or whatever, wherever you had your part-time job in high school and you went to an actual music store and bought a CD, you didn't just buy singles, you bought the full album because that was like $13 or something or $7 (laughs) or $13.99 and you got a full album and that's what you played in your car until you had enough money again to buy another album a couple weeks later. That's just what we did. And we weren't burning our music yet at that point either. No, not in the 90s. At some point we started, but um, we weren't for the most part, you know, we weren't burning a ton of CDs because we were killing the family computers with Napster and LimeWire. Right. And that's funny, like, just how, like, us three grew up in that era of, like, you still did that, but then we grew up in the era of where we are now. Like, we stream, we download, you know, and all of that. So it is. Music is a really interesting kind of thing to think about. But, you know, it does. Like, any music, like you said, Christina, like, I, I like all music, too. I think everybody has like a variety of different tastes in music. And that's kind of like the fun of it for me personally. But I know, like I said, nineties, like alt rock for me was like my jam. Like I just loved all those bands in that era. Like they were so good. They were so, so, so good. Christina, I'll go with you next. What was kind of your music that you chose? My thing, I can always go for some country music and here's why you can always sing along. Not surprised. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of a good country concert. You can bring anything and I'm going to go. Um, the concerts I've cried at the most have been country concerts. Um, if I'm thinking, I'm thinking a couple different ways on this. Okay. So like the, the bro country, like the Jason Aldean, Luke Bryan (laughs) stuff, like 15 (laughs) years ago, 10 years ago when they were like the hottest thing in the world. Um, by the way, great concerts, but Loved that. It just like all the songs, they just make you so happy because they remind you of like going to festivals, the summer, road trips. Um, that's what we always listened to. But then now for like the last probably year, Marin Morris put out the album Girl. And it, I think it's been more than a year now. She put it out in 2019. Everything on it is you can sing along and it like it hits. So like this, is, now, this is country, right? Is this it? is also country, okay, yeah. Okay, but it, okay. it hits, and and it's like it's just different. So whenever I am, you know, having a day or I, I need something to listen to, it will be I'll be telling you know Alexa to play maybe some Marin Morris radio or something, you know. So um, yeah, it just it's just relaxes me because I can sing along and a lot of songs dance around my apartment. What's your favorite? What's your favorite song out of her, Christina? Um, you know, it changes by the day, but I will say she's been doing a lot of songs with her husband Ryan Hurd recently. Ooh, interesting. And they just put out a few things that were great, but I love probably to Helen Back 
on the girl album other than the song girl and if you get the acoustic version of girl it's even better um the song girl is so empowering too so like if you have not heard that song as a woman you should listen to that song because it talks about how women shouldn't be battling each other that every there's crowns for everyone um and pick yourself up brush your tears away you've got this um and i've needed that these last couple months so that's been my song here, here. I love I that. I like it. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. All right, Katie, your turn, my friend. Music, which one kind of hits you or brings back those good old good old memories? Well, I'm with both of you. I love all music. And I think, you know, talking about the 90s and just the, the buying the album, the playing the album over and over again, I feel like music for me is like kind of a ritual act, you know? Like you have your album, you unwrap your album, you put your album in. If you're lucky enough to have a multiple disc CD player, you find your, <laughs> right, you find your right. six that you love, right? And you put your six in, in and, um, you know, and, and just play them over and over again. And then for me, you know, once playlists, once good old Winamp, Napster and Winamp, those were my best friends. I could download everything on Napster and then make the playlist in Winamp and then burn the hell out of all of those playlists mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that I could listen to it driving to college, you know, Um that that was a ritual for me now and now i get to still like fulfill that with spotify because there's so many great playlists that are already there but then they give you such great um great options to customize your own playlists so anyway uh i grew up on a lot of country uh roger krieger was the last concert that i saw before the world shut down so um Mm. i'm with you i'm with you on that christina it was a lot of fun if you ever get down get a chance to go to the houston livestock show and rodeo uh that is a fun time um that's where the where the concert was and for me i grew up on oldies i grew up on oldies country i grew up on 50s and 60s pop so uh but (laughs) i love all music and the thinking of my comfort and the thing that like grounds me and um brings me i don't know good memories and makes me think of happy times and home and um all of that is kind of a weird pick it's uh the mezzanine album for massive attack if uh you know the um if you know the show house the theme song is one of the songs on that album so it's kind of electro pop a little bit of hip-hop it's uh it's very interesting you it you've heard these songs like these are songs that you've heard uh and I'm, I'm sure you have but anytime i i've shared before i used to be in travel and anytime i traveled um this album was always on my phone i could either access it by spotify or i downloaded it onto my phone um and i would always listen to it it was just kind of like the music that you know it's just kind of chill and i can i i, I can remember what I was doing when I first discovered this album, which I didn't discover, it came out in 98, I believe. And I didn't discover it until I was in college about six years later. So, uh, it, is that math, right? Yeah. Six years later. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. Math checks, yeah, that out. checks, math checks out. I'm not good at math, but, um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't discover it, um, until I was in college. And then it was like my chill party music, right? I had it on for all of my parties for every time I had a boy over, you know, it was a, it was just some good, some good vibe music. And now, you know, I listen to music all day, every day while I'm working. And anytime something from this album comes up, it's like always just gets me in a jam. And uh, yeah, so that's, if I had to pick one album, that's the album that I would pick because it's just consistently like 
been something that is part of my adult life and um, yeah, sticks with me and, and puts me in a good mood. So that's, you said it was kind of country hip hop oh, or what? Not so what, country. Okay. Okay. So it's not country. It's not no, country. it's definitely like electro pop hip hop ish. Okay. It's kind of, it's kind of hard to, I really wish that I could just play some for you because it's it's one of those like you know you've heard these songs it's been on a lot of um, movie soundtracks uh yeah Massive Attack is is a big um a big group and they've had several studio albums but the the mezzanine one is the one that has like the most bangers like if you could think about the album bangers that you can listen, yeah. banger is yeah. <laughs> really good music you know what i know that one okay let it go i hope you fall out of your chair right now you throw yourself back no, like that not gonna, it's happened before laura it's happened before <laughs> anyway <laughs> it um yeah it's it's one of those that you can push play on the first song and then listen all the way to the end and not skip a song okay, not you know it's just it's just good it's good i'll send you i'll send you the spotify link I'll yeah it out. yeah hit, hit me with that because i'll definitely yeah. that sounds cool that sounds kind of <laughs> yeah. my alley yeah on my alley for sure and right now i listen like when i'm at work i listen to the maroon five like a maroon five station for some reason i don't know why but it, it's it's been working out for me so far <laughs> Because that's honestly how I discovered Olivia Rodrigo, who I love. Her new album just came out. It's pretty good. I see a ton of Taylor Swift's on there. And we all, I love Taylor Swift. She's got great music. So it is, it's a good time to be like a music fan, really. Because there's, there's just so much out there for like anybody, obviously, but. It really good is. Stuff. Good stuff. And the access now is so, I mean, whether you, yes, yes. you know, it's just like the access with streaming movies and TV, right? The access with streaming music is so incredible. And um, what a right. time to be alive, gang. No more do we have, <laughs> have to make our own playlists and burn them onto CDs, you know? Yeah. See, just, the kids, yeah, but the I kids, yeah, I did miss that. No, the yeah. kids just won't understand no. how it was to burn a CD and like call it, you know, Laura and Chrissy or Katie's like summertime jams or whatever, yeah. man. That's that was but good. Now that was golden. I find that younger people, I don't, th- I, at least that I've known, like younger cousins and and people that I work with, younger kids that have worked for me, they don't make playlists like we do though. Like I in my phone, I still make my burn CDs in my nice. Apple Music. Nice. I have nice. like. 40 different playlists and half of them have the same songs on them, but then there will be like some other ones tossed in. And the younger people that I worked with are always like, you make playlists. It's, it's kind of weird. And I'm <laughs> like, I used to burn CDs. Art, right. <laughs> you can say so much with a playlist. You know, that's how you used to tell your friends, like what your mood was going to be was by what playlist, what right. CD you put in or, right, right. or like you showed, you would show that boy that you liked him because you'd burn that CD that had all those romantic songs on it. And by the way, still making those playlists 20 years <laughs> later. <laughs> I love it. That's good I stuff love right it. there. That's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> now for me, like the ritual of stuff, like, yeah, I'll make my playlist on Spotify, but the ritual is LPs. I have a pretty big collection. No, I mean, it's an okay collection. It's almost 100 LPs. And, wow, um, that's pretty that's decent. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a lot of it's mostly like 70s rock. It's mostly like stuff that I scammed from my dad when he went through this jukebox collection collecting phase. Um, 
So yeah, I have like Santana and Pink Floyd, but like all of like the the like third or fourth tier albums of those artists. <laughs> but it's still good music, and it's still an LP, and I still be like, able to like you know turn everything on and unwrap it and put it on and like do the whole thing. So that's awesome. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. All right, so let's move on to our comfort kind of TV shows. So. For me, and Christina knows this one already, but for me, it is Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec to me is probably the funniest and most well-written show. Close to, I will say close to Schitt's Creek, because Schitt's Creek is probably up there as well. But for me, Parks and Rec is just something that I, like literally I, I am watching it as we are like talking, like it's on the TV. Like I have, I play it all the time on a loop. It's just so funny. Like the, it's, it's the humor that I love. Like it's a subtle humor. It's the look into the cameras, kind of like the office, which I was a big fan of as well. Still a big fan of that. And just like the storyline of following Amy Poehler's character, Leslie Nope, and like the whole kind of parks and rec department that she's in. It's just so funny. And the characters that are in this show are hilarious. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. I know it's on Peacock streaming if you have it. Um, if you have cable, you could probably go to like the um, NBC part and look at the the you know old TV shows and all that. So you can you can definitely watch it if you haven't watched it. It's seven seasons and it's it's a it's a quick binge, I would say. Uh, the first season, I think Chrissy would would back me up on this. The first season's kind of rough, cringy, cringy. It, it sets stuff up, but after that, it gets so good. And then, especially when Rob Lowe's character enters the show, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. So, I highly recommend the show. It's just, it's just like, it's a good show for like showing how you can be a positive person, like Leslie Nope. Amy Poehler's character and like you fight hard to like be a positive influence in your community and do good things for, you know, a city that she obviously loved and everything like that. So it's a good, like, it's a really good message about that type of stuff. And it's just, like I said, it's just so funny. Like, like Aubrey Palace is, I, I didn't know her until I watched this show. She's one of my favorite actresses now. Like she is hilarious in this show. And then what's even more funny for me is obviously Chris Pratt, who we all know, us three know him as Star-Lord um, from Marvel. You, This is kind of him before he got into that role. And it's really funny, and Chrissy might remember this, like from season five and then season six, you can tell like a big difference where he got the role. Like you can tell that's when he got the role of Star-Lord and he started like working out a little more because he looked a little more, like he just looked a little more. No, he went to straight cut. Like right. he went from I, no, chubby <laughs> fun guy, like he went from chubby goofy guy straight to straight cut. cut. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and even in the show, in the show, they even mention that there's a conversation of him in uh, Ben as the character, and he tells Ben, he's like, "Yeah, I just stopped drinking beer and I lost like fifty pounds." So it's like they kind of like addressed it in a funny way. So it's a great show if you haven't watched it. The act, the acting in it is really good. It's phenomenal. It's a great story. And it's just really, it, it brings like a good positive vibe for me. So I, I hope you guys watch it. Now, before we before we move on, Katie, I, I know Christina's watched it. Katie, have you watched Parks and Rec? 
I've seen a couple episodes here and there. Fair enough. It's on Fair my enough. queue. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. As long as it's on the queue. queue. Yes. As long as it's yeah. on the queue, Katie. Yep. It's worth it. Because I, she, and then both of you guys know, but Katie knows, I gift that a lot as much as Schitt's Creek. But I obviously Schitt's Creek is my most gift show. <laughs> 100% all the time. Because David Rose is amazing and he has the greatest gifts of all time. So that's my my comfort show that I watch all the time. Christina, what is your comfort TV show? Recently, it's been more Schitt's Creek, but my comfort show for the past five years, and it has played through on my television no less than three times per year, is The Office. I can watch The Office every single day. If it is on, if I'm like at my parents' house and I have cable on or whatever, and I see the office is on. I was just in a hotel for work this past week. I was traveling for work. I turned on the TV. The little TV guy said the office. I sat and I watched the office (laughs) while working (laughs) that night. I went to the little hotel bar, got a glass of wine, sat there, had the office on, had my laptop going. But it's one of those shows that you're always going to laugh. You're going to laugh about the relationships. Again, it's another one of those shows that season one tends to be a little like, God, am I going to get through these first three episodes? And then once you do, fabulous. Um, Michael Schur is the reason that Parks and Rec and The Office are both so good. We know that he's why. Um, We've got some Moe's action going. And he just, I almost crashed my car laughing, thinking about a scene. And the money episode. You were with me when that (laughs) happened. Actually, we were going to brunch and we started talking about the scene in the money episode with Moe's running. And that is at the at the beats, what did it end up being? The beats in the beats hotel, the beats beats motel, whatever whatever it ended up being. There was so many names for it. Um and I was laughing so hard thinking about it. I was I was almost crashed a car crying. Um, but it is, it's just that show. Now there are, when we get to the Will Ferrell episodes, I skip those at this point because I can't stand Will Ferrell. Oh, I like those, but I get it. No, get those it. are the worst. When he, when he gets, when he unfortunately meets his demise in that show, it's the best episode that happens. But then we get into the James Spader <laughs> episodes. Spader is so good in this show. funny and Robert California. As Robert California, I felt like at the at the end of those last couple of seasons, they're really just scraping it together, trying to trying to compete. But when you get into the 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 Jim and Pam relationship at the begin, like towards the beginning, and and you know Krasinski, we talked about him last week. He's a god. I mean, he the man can do no wrong. Um, and just those little looks and those little and and I listen to the Office Ladies pod all the time, and they're you know going through. Angela Kinsey and um, what's her face are going through Jenna. They're going through all of the episodes one by one each week. And so they were there, you know, that was Pam. That was Angela. They know every single episode. And so I love listening to that, but it is like that comfort show. I know I'm going to laugh. I know Steve Krull is going to make me laugh at least three times when I sit down to turn it on and I will walk through the house and I will just randomly hear a line and I'll stop and look because I know what's about to happen. Um, you know, I, I could use some rain Wilson in my life all the time, just entertaining me. Um, but that's the thing. And these are essentially a lot of those were very unknown actors when that show started. And so you also, I really appreciate it because you saw with the careers that it, it started and kicked off to a whole nother level 
and there's episodes that make you cry and and you can connect. And if you've ever worked, by the way, in an office, in a corporate setting, in an office, you know every single one of those people. I know every single. (laughs) They all exist. I know Stanley. I know Phyllis. I know Creed. I know every single one of those people. And and then when you start to connect that to, and especially, you know, because work's stressful. I have a very stressful job. And so when I can sit back and watch that and be like, oh, well, that is, that's something Creed would have done. Like, it just, it just makes me happy. That's good. It's a great choice. I love, I love The Office. I mean, we did a trivia thing uh, before the pandemic. We... Us two and our two other friends did a trivia night for The Office. That was really And we really had fun. the cringiest t-shirts from the cringiest yeah, episode did. of The Office, which <laughs> everyone knows it's the Michael Scott Paper Company. <laughs> and our group chat of the four of us is titled The Michael Scott Paper Company. Yes, it um, is. On our phones, that is the title of the chat. And I still have that t-shirt and I wear it. And every time I wear it somewhere, somebody says, I love that t-shirt, but that's the worst episode. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Katie, I'll throw it to you, but Office, have you seen that one? Are you familiar? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I watched it on the first run. I haven't rewatched it. I haven't watched it in a long, long time. But mm-hmm. my husband right now, he never saw it. And he oh, is. Oh, Joshua. I know. He, he, this is the man. Listen, I had to make him watch Star Wars before I would marry him. Mm-hmm. So this, this mm-hmm. is, this is his sad, sheltered life. But he, he's watching <laughs> he's watching it now um just kind of when whenever we're not together he's he's watching it uh and i get to watch my shows that he doesn't like to watch so they're nice nice that's a good compromise that's a great compromise yeah i'm kind of reliving some of the funny he'll be like oh i heard do you remember this episode and they said this and did this and yeah i love i love mindy kaling and i love that the office she's great started her career um yeah, because I, I love her. I, I love the Mindy show when that was on. I don't know if you guys watched that, but that was a good one. Nice, nice. So what was your, what's your comfort uh, TV show? My comfort TV show is something that is on all of the time. Thank you, syndication. Uh, and it's the Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Love I it. am Dorothy. Like, it's me. Um I'm just over everyone and everything all of the time. But then, but then sometimes I'm sometimes I'm Rose, and then sometimes I'm Blanche. I feel like I feel like all of those women, you know, that show. Just looking at it in a historical um, context, like it was kind of on the edge of its time. It was talking about stuff that not very, you know, it was talking about homosexuality. It was talking about AIDS. I mean, there there was a lot. Yes, there there was four silly women in their in their um past their prime, you know, being I being, think that's gonna be my prime, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. yeah. They sure they sure had a whole lot of fun on that show, it, it seems like. But um but yeah it it really kind of opened up a lot of conversations um for for people and i I think that having a primetime show like that uh was a little bit of an anomaly and i feel like you know it it, now you look at it and it's the norm right every show wants to have their little social moment but they were having them before it was cool to do it and you know to have four women as like the yeah four older women as the leads right like and for them to kill it, for, the, for them to make you belly laugh every episode, you know, as they're sitting around the table eating their cheesecake. Yeah, it's just, yeah, but, it, but yeah, it's one of those that, and it's my comfort show because it was always on, right? It was always on 
when I was living alone, when I, you know, was, was in college and just needed some background stuff and, you know, it had that on, on the TV and yeah, it, it, it's just one of those that it always makes me laugh. Like it never fails. They always, they're always so silly <laughs> that I, it always puts me in a good mood too. And I think that that's why, that's why it's my comfort show. That's a great choice. I haven't actually watched it in a very, very long time. So I will have to wait. Is it on um, streaming? Is it somewhere streaming? I don't know if it's streaming. I know it's on Hallmark Channel like all the time, Hallmark, like six okay. hours a day. It's on Hallmark Channel. Nice. nice. We all know how nice. I feel about Hallmark Channel. Yeah. Um, watch your Christmas and then watch yeah. Golden Girls. Yeah. <laughs> no, That's Golden why Girls I, I sent in our chat with the whole uh, Hallmark <laughs> what's coming for you, Christina. Yeah, Lauren, you, you did send me it. everything that we're getting this year for Hallmark Christmas. So thank you for that. I'm, I have a lot to look forward to. Um, <laughs> no, but I think what Golden Girls did too is it gave us all this recollection and like this recognition that women outlive men and you need your girlfriends, man. I mean, not always, by the way, that doesn't always happen, but <laughs> if you have your core girlfriends, you can sit around a table or sit out on your lanai and, and bicker and banter back and forth and have your cheesecake, but you'll always be okay. Like, you know, that your core girlfriends will get you through darn near everything and they're not going to do make it easy for you. They're going to give you a hard time call you dumb once in a while but it's still gonna be fun you know who's got that. your bat heck yeah i love that. even that theme song isn't it i mean that's a that's a thank you for being a friend right. great song. Still, as a kid said, <laughs> so funny golden girl story though for my job i had to record a video stating why i should have my job my boss love him great dude he's crazy the things he asks us to do my interview for my job was five hours total between my video that I had, I did about 10 hours of prep work with these slide decks I had to put together all of the stuff. And if not longer, um, but had to make a video. And so I actually kicked it off with a golden girls theme song. Nice. And used a golden nice. girls theme throughout it because the words were be creative. So I have my job because of the golden girls. Well done. Nice. Well done, Christina. Well, I love it. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Great choices. Great choices so far, kids. All right. So our next category and final category is movies. So comfort movies for all of us. So, I, I mean, I think I, I think I can speak for all of us where we probably have tons of these movies, right? It's just there's so many that all of us could pick from. So I'm going to stay current and the comfort movie for me right now is Avengers Endgame. And I think it's because it's what it represented at the time, like 10 years of watching these films and 10 years of watching these characters and have it all come to this, you know, finale, really, so to speak, like was truly amazing. It was what I wanted as a fan of this, of the franchise and the films and it just, I remember going into the theater, like, and I went totally blind. I didn't look at any, and Katie knows this. I didn't watch any of the clips. I didn't watch any of like the actor interviews before the movie came out. Like I went in as blind as I could because I didn't want to know anything because I wanted to go in fresh. And that is probably the best idea and the best thing I could have done because it was so great, like not knowing anything and just having that experience 
And then, you know, watching all these videos, like, you know, now with those theaters, like when Cap gets Thor's hammer and like what that moment was in the theater going crazy, like it was insane. And watching those clips all the time, like give gives me goosebumps because it's just like, man, I remember that night. I remember sitting in that pack theater I think, Christina, you were with me. I was sitting next to you, Lauren. I know. <laughs> it was crazy. Like, it was just like that type of moment where you knew it was, it was going to be epic. And it was. I mean, it was It was that moment. It was, you know, Cap getting, getting Thor's hammer. It was, you know, on your left and all the portals opening. Like, it was everything that I think I wanted and was hoping for in that movie. And I loved Infinity War. Like, that. I loved that movie, too. Like, it was great. But somehow Endgame did raise the bar for me and I loved it. And I and I watch it. It's I know it's it's like the longest, you know, longest Marvel movie. But I'll put it on and I'll just, you know, start doing stuff and I'll, you know, I'll look up where there's like big moments coming or like stuff that I find hilarious, like when <laughs> Tony tells Thor, like on your left, Lebowski, like I love that so much. Like it's just the little moments in that movie. I mean, Paul Rudd in that movie is amazing. Like I don't think he gets enough credit in Endgame. Paul Rudd does is so good in that movie. So yeah, for me it's Endgame. I mean and I know both of you guys, I mean, you guys are both Marvel huge fans. You know, I love Endgame and I that's my comfort movie right now. So Christina, thoughts on Endgame, and then what about um, your comfort movie? Um, I love Endgame. I was with you. I sat next to you. I believe you punched me when Molnir ended up in Cap's yes, hand. Yes, I did. That is <laughs> um, correct. You may have hit me and yelled, and I heard <laughs> we heard our good friend DJ from a couple rows about in front of us. Him yell, knew immediately that was him. Um, but no, it was. It was so good. And and the first time you watched it, it was so good. And then you sit there going, that was it? Now I need to watch it again. When's this going right. to release so I can watch it again? I think we went and saw it twice in theaters. I think yeah, I, I think we did. Twice. Yeah, I think we did. Um, but now I do the same thing. I will fast forward. In that movie, I have fast forwarded and just like gone to certain scenes. And it usually starts off with, you know, on your left, you He's coming in. Sam's coming in. And you start to see the portals open. Like, that is when it gets to be what you need in that movie. Um, and I've watched it countless times since it has been released, especially now that we all have Disney+. Plus. Come on, Disney. Thanks for that. We, we appreciate you. Um, but my – and I do, you know, Marvel movies are a comfort thing for me. I can – I will start from the beginning and work my way through again. But I – all the little Westerns that I watched with my parents growing up and my sister. And that's what we watched. And we have one and it's not politically correct. There's nothing politically correct about these Westerns anymore. Um, and, and, but I don't care. Let's not censor everything. Humor changes 10 years from now, things that we think are good. Now we're going to say that was stupid or I I'm just, I'm over it. Like, let's just watch what we like. And ignore the tone that happened 50 years ago when this came out. Um, but the movie McClintock is a John Wayne movie that is my sister and my favorite movie. I mean, we're talking spanking your wife with a fire scoop 
that you have in your fireplace <laughs> happens. We're talking, they're moving the Native Americans around. We're, none of this is yeah. now considered politically correct. <laughs> I I know that, but at the same time, it wasn't it wasn't meant to be harmful. It was meant to be funny. And it was it is funny. My sister and I know every single word. My brother-in-law, God love him, he will not watch it with us anymore because Amanda and I sit there. And we know every line. My dad will not watch it with us anymore because Amanda <laughs> and I, I'm not on captions. We will do the entire movie for you. We could do this whole film. And we fight over who gets to say our favorite lines. We are in our mid thirties and we are fighting over a John Wayne movie who gets to say <laughs> their lines. It. But just the other night, Friday night, as a family, we had a really hard day Friday. I had a hard day Friday and I was at the laundromat and I get Snapchat from my sister that she and Jason are watching McClintock. And then a few moments later, a Snapchat comes through from my mom that they're watching McClintock. So I skedaddled <laughs> my happy little butt out of the laundromat, drove home, and I immediately turned it on too. And so we kind of had That's like awesome. all at different start times, family movie night watching this movie but it just you know we have so many internal family jokes about different scenes from the movie and we use the lines in our day-to-day -day life so there are lines that we use all the time and no one would know because no one watches this but us um and and we use them all the time and so it's just one of those great movies that yeah if somebody watched it now and had never seen it they'd be like oh my gosh there's so many things wrong in this but Get over yourself. Just enjoy the movie. No, that's fair. That's fair. I'll have to uh, watch it eventually somehow. But sounds I've never been. It is on Prime. Okay. I was going to say, is it on streaming anywhere? Cool. Okay, Prime. Okay, no, that's good. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, I have. I've never was big in the western, so I will. I will take your your recommendation, and I'll I'll watch it on Amazon Prime for sure. Okay, Katie, your turn. What is your go-to kind of comfort movie? And then any, if you want to talk about, obviously, your experiences with Endgame or McClintock or whatever, feel free. Sure. Well, I'll start with Endgame. Um, yeah, any Marvel, I feel like the one that is my, my most comfort, and it's because the soundtrack is freaking amazing, is Black Panther. Yes. Yeah. That's the one yes. that I will put on. Yes. Like when, when yeah. my daughter and I were sick not too long ago, we put that on uh, twice. And uh, so that's, that's one of those that I'll always, it's just in the Marvel realm. That's the one that I'll always put on because it's mm -hmm. just so good with that yeah, soundtrack. And the, the soundtrack's amazing. Yeah. It's a good balance of, of action and everything. Um, yeah. Good to know that McClintock is, is on, on prime too. Um, yeah. My, my comfort is probably going to be familiar to a lot of people because <laughs> I feel like it's 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 almost one of those that is just a comfort of our generation or at least our age group very specifically and it's the princess bride that yeah, is classic classic that is my constant quotable movie that is my very favorite Alamo Drafthouse party movie to go see <laughs> when they have the oh, quote that would be fun oh, with that so fun and they fun. give you props they give you props to do like when they you know at the end you're blowing bubbles when she jumps out the window that's awesome <laughs> they, there's so many fun there's so many fun little things but um anyway the the reason that's my comfort is my grandmother uh 
we talked about before, she's the one that kind of got me into some of the geekier culture. She uh, was very well read. She was a Trekkie. Um, and because she had uh, Return of the Jedi recorded off of HBO on her VHS. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> that's how I got into Star Wars. And um, another one of the ones that it, when I went over to her house, I went over to her house um, on the weekends frequently uh, and had sleepovers. And it was just kind of our girl time. It was our it was our time. And there was Return of the Jedi, Princess Bride, Young Frankenstein. And look who's talking for some reason. Look who's talking. <laughs> That's so amazing. <laughs> the four movies I love that we this. Always watched every time that I was over. Sometimes it wasn't look who's talking, but it was always Return of the Jedi because she read all of the um, the scroll in the beginning to me and the uh, all of the subtitles, um, the alien languages. Even even when I was old enough to read them, she was still reading them to me. Like that was our thing. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, but for Princess Bride, she loved all of those actors, right? She loved Rob Reiner, the director. She loved Billy Crystal. She loved Mandy Batakin. She loved the, um, the, um, just the, the whole ensemble that was put together. And because she loved it and allowed me, she was like, oh yeah, sure. This is, <laughs> you're four. You can watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it. <laughs> I I just grew to love it too, right? I mean, you've got your it's a classic love story, you know, which every little girl who grew up watching Disney princess movies will can appreciate. But the humor and the um just the smart, fun wittiness of that movie always it's always funny. It always makes me laugh and it always makes me think of her too. So, that is um she passed away when I was 15. So that's why I'm getting emotional. <laughs> but uh, that is one of those movies that is I know is always going to put me in a good mood. It's always going to make me laugh. I know the story and it is a happy ending. And if I'm ever feeling down in the dumps or just need a little pick me up, that's one of those movies that can do it for me every time for sure. God, I haven't watched that in a long time. I do Ugh. have to. I do have to rewatch it. it yeah. I, do you think it's like a cult classic, or do you think it's more like know. classic classic? I feel like I mean, because the theatrical run didn't do well, right? I mean, it's it's mm -hmm. such a classic tale of the '80s, though, right? Because so oh, many yeah, of those movies 80s, yeah. that we love now didn't have a great theatrical run but had a great life once VHS came around, and then now, I mean, like Princess Bride. Alba Draft House is still playing it, you know? Right, They're still right, selling right, right, it. Right. And right. they sell the theater out every damn time. Um, you know, so that that's one of those I, I think that it's a it's a cult classic, but also a classic classic, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe it started as a cult, but now it's turned into like a classic. You that's have because seen it, you there's know? a reason. It's because the people who turned it into a cult classic are now classics themselves. So, like, I mean, possibly, yeah. So, like, no, like the viewers, the people who right, love right, the movie right. are now have upgraded to classic themselves because they've aged a bit from when they turned it into a cult <laughs> classic. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Ah, God, yeah, I have to rewatch that movie because it's been. I think it becomes a, a classic, not as much a cult classic, but it becomes a classic when you pass it on to more generations. So I feel like yeah, a cult fair. classic that's is fair. something that like this specific generation was obsessed with. 
But once you pass that on to multiple generations and and they love it and they want to watch it, that's when it becomes a classic. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. No, that's really I like really that. Fair. That's really really fair. I like yeah, that. My kids, my kids have seen it. No, nice. oh, and they, I mean, they don't get it just in the same way that I didn't get it. You know, there were some parts that I didn't really understand, but right. it's fun. Right. It's got action. It's got a love story. Like that's all they really need. <laughs> so, but it's yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. I'll always sing the praises. It's good. Yeah, it was that little Fred Savage, right? In the yes, yeah, Fred Savage. Movie. Yep. Carrie always looking fine as all hell. Ah, he's so good. <laughs> he's one of my favorites. He was and, good in the uh, TV show. I don't know if anybody watched it. Psych. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. Oh, I love god. Psych. I love Psych so much. I love Psych so much. I didn't know you watched Psych. Oh yeah, God, I oh, love that show. God. We we <laughs> looked for the pineapple every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show so much. Where they had was it a, was it a uh, like a text contest like text text the keyword yeah, when you see the pineapple yeah something like that back in the day yeah oh god that show before so Twitter good. yeah yeah before Twitter right oh god that's such a good so that's a good show yeah that's a good good show I had to rewatch that one too I haven't watched that one in a long time yeah yeah we uh, haven't either yeah it's on it's got to be on Peacock because it was on USA right yeah it is yeah yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I saw it on the like. Since you watch Parks and Rec, you can watch Psych. I'm like, okay, I will. <laughs> I'll put that in the queue. <laughs> put that in the queue for sure. All right, great choices, guys. Great choices for music and movies and TV shows. Good, good stuff. We do have a Ask the GBC question. Comes from our good can friend. I, can I bump in real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Can, go we, ahead. can we ask everyone else what their favorites are? Oh, you mean do like yeah. a, uh, a thing on like Twitter? a hey uh, tweet tweet us what your favorite? Yeah, is. we can do that. I'll do that. Yeah. Yes, okay, we, cool. we'll we'll definitely do that. I'll set yeah, that up. Because we want to know up for tomorrow. Yeah, we want to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. it with you guys. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, ask the GBC. We have our good friend, Mister Chris Davis, and he says this: Why does DCAU push out way better content than films of the DC universe? It's a great question, Chris. Uh, well, first of all, you know, Warner Brothers is a complete disaster when it comes to DC films. They don't know how to, in my personal opinion, <laughs> they are so behind the eight ball that they're trying to catch up with Marvel. And I think that's why they are failing on the films. Like, I think they need to just start from scratch and start kind of like kind of do a Marvel, like start with one character and grow it. Like, I think they just tried to push out, like, Justice League and all that stuff, like, really fast because, you know, Marvel was big and they were trying to catch up. That's my personal opinion. I I mean, I, I just don't think there's, you know, somebody like a Kevin Feige ahead of, like, the DC Studios that is kind of controlling and maybe helping with the storytelling part of that universe. Like, I think that's where, that's where they're feeling for me. But animation, it seems like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why, but animation seems like they got their shit together and they put out really good content. Uh, I, DC I feel was. like, I feel like it's because the animation had such a big head start. No, right? and you're, yeah, no, you're really, that's a really I good mean, point. They were, they were doing Batman animated movies. You know, yeah. they weren't, they weren't feature I mean, the films. 90s, they didn't, yeah. Yeah. They, did. they didn't release in theaters or anything, but they still were like straight to, straight to VHS. Yeah. D- yeah. DC, I mean, just, I mean, obviously the Batman 90s animation is probably some of, if not the best animation, like, like show, I think out there for any superhero. It's definitely my favorite. Yeah. 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 So, 
you know, I, I think I just, yeah, maybe that's, you make a really good point, Katie, that and maybe it is because of that. I mean, go ahead if you got, you know, if you want to expand on that, Katie, like, do you, I mean, that's how I feel about at least DC films. That I think they're just, they're behind the eight ball. They don't have anybody like a Kevin Feige to... They had nobody tell them that casting Ben Affleck as Batman was a bad idea. And that was... (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. At that point, they lost me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel... I feel like, though, they don't really know their audience either. I feel like that... To be honest... I I know. I I agree with you. You're 1,000% correct. I've never made it all the way through a DC movie. Aside from... Dark, Dark Knight Rises, whatever the last Dark Knight was, is the last one that I, aside from Wonder Woman, that I made it all the way through without falling asleep. Yeah. The dark, That's fair. broody, moody, oh, the emo, like the emo DC, right. I'm not, I right. don't know, it's not really my thing. No, that's fair. I mean, it, it does seem like they are kind of go that way. I mean, even with, and I'm, and I'm freaking excited for the Batman with Robert Pattinson. I cannot wait for that movie. But it does give, again, that feeling, just like you said, Katie, like emo, Batman, Bruce Wayne, whatever. But we'll see. I'm going to give it a shot. Like, I, I have faith in, I think, Matt Reeves. Like, if anybody can pull off a really good Batman movie post Christopher Nolan, I think it's him. And, I, and I'm really excited mm. to see what they do, especially with Robert Pattinson. Yeah. I, I feel like see Robert Pattinson instead of Ben Affleck again. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm gonna in. watch it. I'm intrigued, and I haven't watched the most recent Wonder Woman, but I eh. watched the first one. It wasn't was bad. Pretty good. It wasn't, was okay. bad, yeah, it wasn't bad. But I haven't watched 84. But no, I think you guys nailed it. There's they don't give us a lot of that little humor we need that we love, like those those one quick one liners that you get out of Marvel. Um, Marvel knows their audience. They know what we want to see. DC doesn't. If you even watch even the Nolan Batman movies, like they, there's not that consistent. You're not getting that same thing every time you're getting it. It's a Mm -mm. little bit different. Like I know going to sit into a Marvel movie, even though they're directed by different people, I know going into a Marvel movie, the formula I'm going to get. So that's the difference. No, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. It's going to be balanced every time. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, you know, and I'm not really being super fair because I haven't seen a lot of the newer Marvel. I mean, I mean, a lot of the newer DC. I haven't seen Aquaman. I didn't even bother because I saw the reviews, you know, like that. That's one of those things. Marvel, I will go see no matter if the reviews are like, "Mm," I'm still going to go see it. DC, I'm not. I always yeah. look at the reviews first. And if it's something that people are kind of uh, about, people I trust at least are kind of uh, about it, then I'm going to wait and I'm going to catch it when it comes on HBO. Like I'm not even going to worry about it, you know? Yeah, it's weird. And you know, it's, and it's crazy because DC has some of the most iconic characters to use. I mean, you you could argue, you could argue Superman. that they have- He's the oldest one out there. Right. They have some of the most iconic characters to use even more than Marvel, really. And they have jacked it up almost every time. Now, I, in the DC, in the films, though, I do love Henry Cavill as Superman in Man of Steel and, like, his his portrayals within all the other movies. He just They're looks great. right. Like, his look right. is right. Sure. Right. I think his he look put, is he, right, he but put me to sleep. Yeah. He put me to sleep. Yeah, they're boring. <laughs> I, the, the movies are boring. 
everyone. I, I, Man of Steel, I did enjoy because I again I think Henry Cavill did a really good job for what he was given in the the movie itself and everything. And I and I don't think that's actually a, a bad movie, The Man of Steel, on its own. But like Aquaman, I watched it. Meh. Like I love Jason Momoa, but eh, you know. And then yeah, Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman Wonder Woman movie, was freaking fantastic. That's probably been the best of the bunch. I think that's, I think that is, you know, you I think that's the it, one movie that they had the one. casting right. Yeah, Realistically, fair. that's the one movie that every character was cast properly in it. Right. Of all Patty the Jenkins movies. did an amazing job. Yeah. Patty Jenkins did an amazing job as a director. Mm-hmm. So, but all these other ones like Justice League and then, you know, the Snyder Cut Justice League and then Batman versus Superman. Like, okay, like I get it. But I just felt like, like I said before. It was, they were trying to catch up with Marvel because Marvel at that point was what, eight years into the thing? Like how, like they were deep already rooted into what they were doing. Like they, and they tried to catch up, I feel like, and they just, they jacked it up. And it is, it's crazy because they have Superman, Batman, they have Wonder Woman, they have the Flash, they have all these freaking great superhero characters and they have done like pretty much a bad job with most of them like it's just it's awful it's awful but hopefully maybe they'll turn it around because now there's that i think there's the movie like the flash movie that's like going to like alter time and all this crap so who knows what that's going to be because they're even having like michael Keane's going to be in that movie like as batman so like they are really trying to bring nostalgia back for sure in this flash i mean movie. that's so going to we'll do it see. though michael keaton is yeah batman no, is gonna, oh, michael Keaton's going to bring us back Hundred, oh, hundred percent. That's the 100%, best Batman yeah. there was, for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree. Yeah, I Tim agree. Burton got his audience. <laughs> no, Tim <laughs> Burton understood that. He yeah. made it just kid enough to to appeal, and I just feel. Burton enough to like yeah. not like overpower it. Yeah. Oh, I hundred percent agree. Hundred percent yeah. agree. Yeah. 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 All right, that's it. Great episode, guys. Really fun talking about our comfort movies music and shows and great question chris davis thank you thank you thank you uh thanks for listening i know you're a very proud and very big follower of ours so we appreciate very very much so he's a day one (laughs) yes he's a day oneer, man you are day oneer for sure 100 percent. so uh let's bounce on out of here christina where can the good people find you on the social twitter and instagram at a beautiful quest Love it. Katie, where can the good people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Penguin Katie. Katie with a Y. And you can follow me. <laughs> you can follow me, Lauren, at Low Ronos on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow us, the Geek Broads Pod on Twitter. So that's at Geek Broads Pod on Twitter. And then you can find all these episodes uh, on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, all the good stuff. And remember, please, please, please review, sub, do all that stuff on Apple Pod. It gets us more uh, recognition. It gets us uh, more out there for the masses. So please, 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 if you haven't done that, we would appreciate that as well. So until next time, kids, stay geeky. Bye.